0: Black Sun Rising, Part Two. What can be verified began in 1972 in a sweltering bar in the city of Manoas. The isolated city adorns the jungle's navel where the black, swirling waters of the Rio Negroes flow into the vast brown water of the Amazon. There, German journalist Karl Brugge met with a deeply tanned and lithely muscled man of obvious European descent. The man spoke broken German, Portuguese, Pochea, Indian... And Cachoeira Indian. He was reputed by the Yamani and Cachoeira tribes to be a great chief, and called himself Tatunca Nara. Bruguiere, of the man's claims to, as to his identity, checked with the authorities in Rio de Janeiro, Brasilia, manuas and Rio Branco. What he found was documentation beginning in 1968 when the white chief had saved the lives of 12 Brazilian officials, his plane had crashed in acre Brazil's wild and uncharted jungle province bordering Peru. The Toncanara had obtained their release from the Hashisha Indians and brought the officials in, into Manuas. He was vouched for by officers at the highest level of Brazilian secret service. From 1969 to 1971, he led the Indians in their doomed war against the encroaching white settlers, seeking to mine their homeland in Peru's untamed province of Madre de, de, de Dios. He had fled across the border to Brazil when the war was lost. In Rio Branco, the capital of Acre, Tancanara managed to enlist the help of Bishop Giacondo Gradi in his ongoing efforts to obtain aid for his people. But the bishop died in a plane crash three months later. Peru was now unsuccessfully seeking Tancanara's extradition, it seems he was the real life Tarzan and held in the highest reverence by Brazil's military, which had no use for, uh, for Peru. The Tonka Nana would recount to Brugger the history of the Uga Magula Indians, a race of white Indians that were chosen by alien demigods to be their emissaries on earth. He said he was their chief and gave Brugger an explanation which began 15,000 years ago with the Book of the Jaguar and Chronicle of Akinroa. Golden ships appeared over the south, south, Amer- uh, south American continent without mountains, whose great river flowed from the Eastern Ocean to the Great Lake of Titicaca, then out to the Western Ocean. The occupants of ships, 130 families of white-skinned, blue-haired humans with six fingers and toes on their hands and feet, came down to earth and brought civilization to its savage inhabitants. The blue haired demigods claimed to come from a far-off place amongst the stars called Schwerta, and to seal their covenant with them mated with the Uga Magula, which which means Allied Chosen Tribes. The infusion of their blood made the Uga Magula the chosen servants of former masters of their former masters, which is what Uga Magula sometimes called the blue haired demigods. Aside from their having five fingers and toes, they look just like them tall with bluish black hair, protruding cheekbones, and sharply delineated noses with almond-shaped eyes. The Uga Magula were the only white-skinned people on the continent, and for 12,453 years through catechismic wars and natural calamities that pushed this world to the brink of extinction, they would remain as the new masters the descendants of the former masters. The Uga Magula built great cities of which Akakor, their capital, was the greatest. It was built 14,000 years ago in a high valley between frontiers of the two countries now known as Brazil, Peru and Brazil, under the guidance of the former masters. Akakor means second fortress. There were three fortresses. Akakor, laid out in accordance with the four sacred points of the former masters, was surrounded by a high stone wall in which there were 13 narrow gates, the largest of the buildings within the walls was the Great Temple of the Sun. In the time of the former masters, there were 26 smaller cities around Akakor. All of the cities were catastrophically destroyed 13 years after the departure of the former masters. They also built three great temples forbidden to man to be used only in their own ceremonies. There was a pyramid in the middle of each, and one could still be found eight days' journey from the For the former masters, the pyramid is not only a location, but a symbol of a place between life and death. Another world between this one and the next, where time runs different. To them, the pyramids are a link with the second life in that ethereal world. With the arrival of the white barbarians, the Ugamagula would have to eventually destroy Akakor and flee to the hypogeum city beneath it, which is an exact replica of the one above. There are 12 tunnels in the subterranean tunnel, temple of the sun that connect to 12 other underground cities which are arranged in accordance with the constellation of Swurta. The Harpogeum Akakor Akeko, is the center with the other subterranean cities radiating out from it. These cities were constructed from them by the former masses and not even the German soldiers who settled with with the Ogunagula in 1942 could figure out, how they work. Even after years of painstaking and methodical study, both the lightning that bathes everything in the incandescent blue glow and the ventilation systems remain a mystery. The flag of Akakor is a black sun rising over the sea. When the former masters left this world in 10481 B.C., A war ensued between them and another race of demigods with the bodies of men and the heads of animals. The war destroyed not only the Earth, but Venus and Mars too. Sometime during all of this, the moon settled into orbit around the Earth. In 10468 BCE, what can only be described as the crustal displacement postulated by Charles Hapgood took place. The Earth heaved into giant mountains, freezing people in place. The Great River changed direction and steaming jungles sprouted from its banks, swelling up vast tracts of land. Massive tidal waves drowned the big islands in the Western Ocean. What followed was over 7,000 years of barbarity that only ended when the waters of the Great River rose up to flood the land and the waters of Lake Titicaca flowed into the sea. The flood killed most of the inhabitants. One of the Ugamagula went up to the surface and built a raft to preserve the animals. After 13 moons passed, the animals were brought to dry land on the sacred mountain. In 3166 BCE, the Book of the Eagle begins. The former masters returned for three months and left behind two brothers, Samon, who went to the east over the ocean and found Samaria, and Lahasa, who stayed with the Ugamagula and once again made, the, made them a great empire. It was said. in said of Lahassa that he was a god that could not be defeated in battle. He would transform himself into an eagle, and for thirteen days for thirteen days, and rise into the sky for thirteen days, and walk towards the sun for thirteen days. All the tribes bowed before Lahassa. Under his direction they built Machu Picchu. Lahasa would frequently take his flying discs across the ocean to visit Samon, his brother in the east, who founded the Empire of Samon, to strengthen the ties of the two, two empires, Lhasa built the city of Ophor on the great mouth of the Great River, where it became the trading hub between the two great empires. After three hundred years, Lhasa turned to return to his home in the stars, but he left behind his flying disc made of unknown golden al- of an unknown golden alloy. He also left behind a strange vessel that could pass over mountains and water. It, it had seven long, flexible legs. Three in the front and three in the back, that terminated in rollers that were attached to a silver bowl. The alien vehicles were left behind in the Temple of the Sun in the subterranean Ekakor. For a thousand years, Alpha was the richest city on Earth until it was finally sacked by barbarian hordes from the east after Lahasa's departure. In 570 AD, fierce warriors calling themselves the Goths came in dragon ships from across the ocean. They formed an alliance with the Ugamagola, and their knowledge of iron and superior martial ability, they crushed all the other tribes, including the upstart Inca, who had been challenging the Ugamagola for supremacy. In the Book of the Ants, bearded white men once again arrived, this time in tall sailing ships during the, to- the early 16th century. The white- whites sweep all before them, except for some resolute woman from Akahem. The sister city of Akikor, and another of the three fortresses of the allied chosen tribes. The woman came to be known as the Amazons and made a gallant stand against the marauding white man, as numerous as ants who deceived, plunder, and murder in the name of the cross and a lying symbol of the fo- their false god. Eventually, the Amazons were forced into a subterranean existence, as were the Ugamagula. In 1920, Prince K- S- Sinkaya defiantly urged a limited war of retribution on the white barbarians. After shedding much blood in outlying settlements, he sent 80 Uga Magula warriors through the subterranean passage system to emerge in the courtyard of a church, a citadel of the Lion Cross, in the heart of the city of Lima. They attempted to free some captive Incan noblemen, but all the warriors were slain after a fierce battle. The heroic stand gave the Uga Magula a moment of pride, but no real victories, the white Bavarians brought a 400-year period of sorrow to the chosen servants of the former masters, a time when the song, so when they sang the song of the black sun. Woe on us, the sun shines black. His light covers the earth with sorrow. His rays foretell death. Woe on us. In 1936, the Uga Magula captured four women from the town of Santa Maria. Three drowned trying to escape, but the fourth, a German missionary named Reinhard becomes the bride of Prince Sinkaya after renouncing the cross. The Princess Reina bore Prince Sakaya a son, to Nara. After four years, <coughs> Leihart returned to Germany and broke an alliance between the Third Reich and the Uga Magola. The first Germans arrived in Akakor in the dry season of 1941. By 1945, the number of 2,000 agreed-upon German warriors had been reached. They brought armaments to train the Ugamugulu in the use of modern weaponry. The plan was to attack Brazil from the interior while Germany seized the coast, but it never materialized. Germany was overrun by its enemies, marooning the German soldiers with the chosen servants. When the gold mines of the Inca were discovered in Peru, the Germans used their knowledge of modern warfare and weapons to keep the gold-crazed white barbarians from penetrating far enough into the jungle to find Acaclaw. The is informed that one of their vassal tribes captured 12 high officials from the, of the white barbarians, and after being ordered by his father, Prince Sankaya, to execute them, the Tanqanara disobeys. Instead, he brings them to Manias. He uses the officials' gratitude to try to broker a peace, and although they, tr- although they try to help him, he is unsuccessful. From 1968 to 1970, the incursions of the white barbarians are escalated, with the discovery of oil reserves in the Mad- Madre de Dios. Eventually, the Germans and the Uga Magoo, with some of their vassals, are driven into the underground cities. They destroy all evidence of their exi- existence on the surface. When Prince Zakaya dies, Tatanka Nara becomes the chief of the Uga Magoo. Still in hope of brokering peace, he journeys to Rio Branco and meets with the high priest of the white barbarians. Tatanka Nara gives the high priest two documents written from the former masters and convinces him that he is, is who he says he is. The high priest returns to Akakor with Tatanka Nara and is given three documents of the former masters to convince his people that the story of Akakor is true. It goes back to the civilization of the white barbarians and they wait for him for six months. He never returns and they later find out he's killed in a plane crash and that the Vatican is now in possession of the documents. Over 12 millennia ago, the former masters summoned their beloved servant, Ma, before them and told him, Ina, we are going home. We have taught you wisdom and given you good counsel. We return to our own kind. We are going home. Our days are completed. Keep us in your memory and do not forget us. We shall come back when you are threatened. In the end, the priests of the Uga prophesized prophesied that the white barbarians will find Akakor and, and see it, it, in, in it their own mirror image. War will break out in the place where Samoan founded his empire and gradually spread to the whole earth. The white barbarians will reap what they have sown and there will be few left. Then the circle will be complete and the gods will return and once again walk the earth with man. The death of Bishop Giacondo Gradi in oblig- oblig- in the obligatory plane crash was just the beginning of the C- Sink Sol- of Strange of the Circus de Soleil of Strange that would become the legend of Akor. In late nineteen seventy two, Carl Brugger would attempt to find Akakor. He took with him a cameraman into Tatonkanara. Somewhere on the uncharted Yaku River, within sight of the Andes, the canoe capsized and they lost most of their gear. The demoralized Brugger and cameraman turned back from Minoas in the canoe. By now the thoroughly irritated by the by now thoroughly irritated by the whining of these over civilized companions, the Tonkanara takes off into the impenetrable jungle to see his people. He takes with him only the loin cloth and war paint he is wearing. Bruger and Cameron make their way back to Manilas without him. In 1984, Karl Bruger was gunned down by an assailant, wielding an Uzi-like machine gun on Ipanema Beach in Rio de Janeiro. He was with Ulrich, Inc., whom he was training to replace him at ARD, a consortium of public broadcasters in Germany. ARD is the second largest broadcasting company in the world. Bruger was retiring so he could make another expedition in search of Akakor. At the time, Brugge was at the top of his game. When a memorandum was made public that it was issued by the Chilean strongman, Augusto Pinochet, naming the foreign co- correspondents in South America to be spied on, Brugge was on top of that list. Ulrich Inks' live report was broadcast only once on Bavarian radio. The next morning, the assassination became a fatal highway robbery. Inks' original live report was never heard again on German radio or anywhere else. The truth is, an unidentified emer- man emerged from the crowd, placed two shots in his target, right one right through the heart, and then melted back into the crowd. In fact, the only theft appears to, the, to have taken place when the men who identified themselves as representatives of the German consulate ransacked the dead man's room and removed his research on Ackerclaw. The subject of Ackerclaw has never been adequately researched in English, but there is much written in Spanish, Portuguese, and German. One particularly well researched Brazilian piece is called Olivo Pro Pro di Cronica Chronica di Anakacor, A Citide Subterranean de Amazona, or the Banned Book of Carl Bruga, the underground city of, of Acacor. The author, Rodrigo Garcia Ver- Veranozzi, says that while researching archives from Nazi Germany, Kruger unearthed the mother in the form of 1945 film documenting the, the construction of a top-secret base in the heart of the Amazon by elite units of the SS equipped with submarines and seaplanes. Veronesi goes on to say there is evidence of Nazi teams arriving in the area right up until 1965. Needless to say, the film has never ma- been made available to the public, but there is a film in German documented the 1935 expedition the Nazis made right into the very heart of the Amazonian darkness. The Jari expedition, 1935 to 1937, classified by SS intelligence, financed from the NSDAP, A.O., and overseen by him or himself, was ostensibly part of the Guiana project and is documented in Documentaro Expeditio Nazi, Nazista the Amazonia. Uh, 1935. The Guyana Project's stated purpose was to explore the Jari, Jari tributary of the Amazon in the French and British Guyana for p- potential Nazi colonization. To this day, no data has turned up on the Jari expedition, nor is it mentioned in the film, but its leader would later become the Third Reich's acknowledged number one expert on aerial photo reconnaissance interpretation. Not long after Bruegel Kruger was a, was assassinated by his would-be mugger, as if on cue, Zionist-occupied Germany's Federal Criminal Investigation Office, issued the absurd statement that Tatankanara was in actuality Gunther Hawk, a man who in the photographical evidence appears, appears to be more like a grown-up Eddie Monster than the photograph they produced of Tatankanara wearing his hair the same sti- in the same style. Frankly, Mrs. Hawk looks more like Tatankanara Hawk is a deadbeat dad from Germany who disappeared in 1967, giving him one year to catch a flight to Brazil, become Tarzan, lead an Indian revolt as the acknowledged chief of the most mysterious and feared tribe in the Amazonian rainforest, save 12 Brazilian politicians from a tribe of known headhunters who considered him their leader, and in his off hours, learn and memorize more about forbidden archaeology than the entire cast of ancient aliens combined. Zionist-occupied Zionist Germany would also accuse Tancanara of murdering just about everyone who ever disappeared in the unexplored regions of Brazil's northwestern rainforest. They even demanded his extradition without a shred of proof, even of Hock's unpaid alimony. Fortunately for Tancanara, the government of Brazil laughed at them, just like everybody else in the world except Zionist-occupied Wikipedia. The Zionists' ever-vigilant self-appointed guardians of all information dissemination in the Western world never give up, especially when it comes to their field of ex- expertise, character assassination. In 1990, Zionist occupied Germany's media darling Rugen Nieberg and Wolfgang Braug collaborated to produce Borg's film Das Chimus des Tankenhara, supposedly an expose of the Tankanara. Das Gimus des Tankenhara played well in 1991 on ARD for Germany's version of America's Huffington Post crowd, but those that know the facts don't buy any of it. The February-March 2011 edition of Nexus magazine ran a cover spread on the whole Ackercore story, appropriately titled Twilight Zone. The piece in the well-established and equally well-respected magazine begins on page 63, promising its reader excerpts from Brugge's rare book. Thanks to Nexus, the book is no longer rare or banned, and the link has been made available to the book in its entirety in this article. The piece in Nexus ends with an editor's note. We are well aware of German, German, uh, the German documentary, which, based upon the book by Rudger Nieberg, uh, purports to prove that Tatanka Nara was a fraudulent German worker named Hans Gunther Hack. However... I remain of the belief that the Tatanka Nara exposed in that docu- documentary is not the same person described by Jakal Bruger. Someone that knew the facts of the story that it was Ruga ne- Nieberg who was suspected of being Brugge's murder by Brazilian authorities might just jump to the conclusion that Nieberg was using Germany's Zionist-controlled media to, to, to smear Tatanka Nara and cover his slug-like trail. An example of Nieberg's Journalistic integrity can be gleaned from the story he relates about how the insatiable serial killer, the Toncanara, apparently on a whim, attempts to shoot Ronaldo Pinas Brando in front of the entire expedition. Brando was an archaeologist representing the Brazilian government in the 1978 expedition to find Acahim. Niebuhr claims that as they both wrestled for the gun on a canoe, the gun went off, shooting Brando through through The arm and causing the cancellation of the expedition. Famed adventurer and Swiss air pilot Ferdinand Schmidt witnessed the whole thing. He says of radio, He kicked the completely unsecured gun out of the boat and the boat touched the trigger. He had the barrel between his fingers and the shot went into his right hand. There was a flesh wound, which I treated and bandaged. Of Tatanka Nara's whereabouts during the incident, Schmidt says, he was preparing camp for the night there were on the plateau with his knife. I could see him well. Bredo was alone on the boat, and he alone triggered the shot. Suspiciously, though, Bredo would set out again for, in a few months without any of the Europeans or Tatanconera. His second expedition would be financed solely by the Brazilian government. In August 1st, 1979, issue of Vieja, a Brazilian newspaper, it would be reported that the expedition had found Akahim. Photographs were published with the article, but since then access to the area has been restricted by the Brazilian government and nothing more has been said about Acahim, Not to be outdone with the antics of, of anyone, Jesuit-trained circus ca- clown Eric Von doniken threw himself headfirst into the melee. In his 1973 book, Gold of the Gods, he said he had been shown the underground tunnel system in Ecuador by Janos Juan Mor- 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 Moriques, a well-connected Argentinian businessman of Hungarian descent. Morix claimed to know the location of both tunnel system and pre-Diluvian library of metal books hidden within it. Prior to his 1969 expedition to find the library, Morix had met with the Ecuadorian president and came to an agreement that he would control any discovery he could document. There is no public record of Morix's Ever having found anything during the expedition, but nevertheless, unlike von Doniken, his reputation remained untarnished. Marik's pet theory was the Magars of the Carpathian Mountains of Europe are of American origin, and or are the post apocalyptic founders of Sumerian civilization. The theory was, and still is, endorsed by many accredited scientists from around the globe. In March of 1973, interview with the German magazine Das Spiegel, Marik's Tonight, having shown Vondonik in the tunnel system, but he did not deny its existence, saying that it was guarded by a tribe of Indians, and that it had been shown to him by a man he would not name. Maurice would eventually befriend Scottish adventurer and writer Stanley Hall, admitting to him that he had shown Vondonikin a smaller cave named Guerva de los Tayos. The Tayos cave supposedly also connected to the larger system and would lead to a, a library Hall, a library. Hall organized a huge 1976 expedition that was a joint venture of the British and Ecuadorian militaries. Hall's expedition included over 100 scientists and specialists. Astronaut Neil Armstrong was its honorary leader. Guéva de los Tios was mapped out, but no metal library was found, nor was any entrance to the fabled tunnel system of the gods. Greeks died in 1991, but that same year, Hall was able to trace Petrino Jaramillo as the man who had originally known Sean Moriques the library. In 1998, Hall was in the final stages of organizing another massive expedition, which would be led by Jaramillo, who had never divulged the library's location when he received word in England that Petrino Jaramillo had been assassinated right in front of his home in Ecuador. The white barbarians are destroying their own world with their false belief. They are blinded to such an extent that they do not recognize their origin. For only he who knows the past will also find a way to the future.